Hey, what's going on there, podcast community? This is Matthew Johnson with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. Today's episode, just going to talk to you about a visit that I had with a memory care facility and just discuss some of the information that was exchanged in case you find yourself in that position of looking for placement for your loved one with dementia. Sit back, relax for another episode of Dementia in Black and White. All right, all right, let's get into it, shall we? So today I want to talk about a visit that I had just this week with a care provider and I don't know if they call it nursing homes anymore. But I won't give the name of this place because it's really not important, though it is a place that has locations in various states. Um, I don't want any smoke from any of these places, so I just I I won't say the name. There's really no need to. But it really is more or less just to give you a sense of what I'm finding on this search. And I tell you, I don't know where I am yet with having my mother uh, who has Alzheimer's placed in a facility. I tell you, I, I go back and forth about that, but I can tell you initially I was of the mindset that my mother would never be in a nursing home. You know, I definitely had that as my mantra, as my promise commitment really. But as I have been here on the ground for man, almost a year now. Almost a year was last July uh, that uh, we uh, moved mom here with me. It has been like five years, so it's been a year, but it feels like five in terms of the amount of energy effort that has to be put into that and who knows how much longer we'll have uh, with her and to care for her. But I know that it is and has taken a toll on me such that I don't think that I will be able to do this for the rest of her life because of the shortening that it is doing to the rest of mine. So I have just been considering what nursing homes or again, assisted living facilities, whatever they're called would cost what possibilities there are for that type of care. And I'm also of course, considering having more of a full time presence from people coming in right now. Those are just part timers that are coming into the house and they help certainly with the respite. My daughter has been a huge help uh, who has come in and has really, really, really been on the front. I say I was on the front lines that I'm here, but she is really doing the heavy lifting right now and was there with me, by the way, uh, going to tour this facility and uh, was having more questions than me. Other people, she was machine gun firing questions at these folks about how they would take care of her grandmother, which is very good. My mother is fortunate to have, and I'm fortunate to have a daughter like that, but she's fortunate to have a granddaughter like that who really uh, 
loves her and uh, definitely is looking out for her grandmother's best interest. So what I want to do is to talk about just numbers. I'm a numbers guy and I don't want to, you know, some people are like, well, how much does it cost? Well, it's between this and this and that and that. I want to just give you exactly what this particular one costs. And if I go to visit another one, which I plan to do, and there's some, you know, unique variations between the two, I'll come out and talk about those. And of course, I'll keep you posted as to what happens if I end up uh, moving my mother into a facility. I'll come on and let you know about that and how that goes. Again, this is just about sharing information, one man's perspective, but sharing information. So let me not beat around the bush about what the costs are. Some of you might be here just for that. So I'll start with that for a studio. And this would be a single unit for the person staying in the room by themselves. Memory care side of the house. Now, there's an assisted living side of the house. And then there's a memory care side of the house is $5,500 per month for this particular facility. And I would say just walking in that this was probably one of the more high end or luxury type places. I've only been looking online at places. So this is my first time actually visiting one and just compared to the pictures of the other places that I've seen online. And of course, the ratings too. Um, this one looks newer, this facility. And it uh, just, you get in and it's like a, almost like just a living room. There's a fireplace with a TV above the fireplace, a little seating area for, uh, you know, I guess guests to visit. And then just beyond that, there was a, looks like a recreational kind of hangout area. Uh, also with a television there and chairs and tables. And then just down the hall from that, a dining hall or dining room just so happens at the time I was there, the residents were having lunch at the time and about 30 people uh, tables for four kind of spread out all along here. Uh, no discernible smell. I know that sometimes people say nursing homes have a smell, a certain smell. And this one did not. And I've visited nursing homes before. So I've had that experience too of maybe an adult diaper that is in need of changing or some type of smell hits you or I don't know, been gay or whatever. I don't know something, but there was no discernible smell like that. And the furniture and the, Furnishings, again, seemed relatively new. It was a place that I would say was akin to a three or four star hotel, like walking into a residence inn or, you know, something at that level of a Marriott property hotel. So it, it actually was very nice. And even before getting in, there were rocking chairs out front and there were several seniors who were just sitting there absorbing the sun, kicking it and hanging out. Now, I'm imagining that they were likely from the assisted living side of the house because you couldn't have people from the memory care side of the house left unattended like that. And then to get to the memory care side, there was a key code to lock the door and actually to get from there, you also have to use the keypad 
and have a code to get out of there and the door locks behind you. So that separate wing for the memory care is off to the side. And in that wing of the memory care, there was a nurse's station and there was some administrator's office over there as well. And then we went back to look at the room, which was about 310 square feet. So relatively small room, but big enough for a twin bed. I would say getting something bigger than that is going to be tight. A nightstand next to the twin bed, a small sofa directly across from that. And then of course there was a restroom and the restroom was, you know, accessible an accessible restroom. Again, all kind of clean and neat and a closet. There was a closet in there as well. So I would say that that was also akin to a um, hotel room, but a, no, I don't know what those sweet type hotel rooms are. Um, seemed like it may have been a little bigger than a standard, you know, Motel 6 hotel room, but maybe not quite as big as a residence in room actually because there was no wall to separate the sofa area from the bed area. It was just across from the bed and uh, yeah, space for, you know, television, I think was they had a bracket on the wall for a television. So yeah, a small room, 5,500, 4,500. If you share a room with a companion and we did look at that room as well, and with the companion room, you share a bathroom. It does have two doors for the bedrooms. You share a bathroom and then inside the bathroom, there's a drawer that you have. Um, that would be for your personal items inside of that bathroom. And, you know, I don't know. I would have problems putting my mother in a facility just in general. I would definitely think she would not be well sharing the space with someone else and then having to share a bathroom with someone else. So I, even though that's a thousand dollars cheaper per month, I would not want to do that. And to move in, there's a $3,000 community fee. So it's just a one time thing, but whew, sounds expensive, but $3,000 uh, to move into the facility. And then that $5,500 per month, they do not accept Medicare. It is a private pay place. I didn't ask about um, long-term care insurance. I would imagine they take that because that's essentially, I believe, something that you pay out and then maybe it's reimbursed to you. Uh, But I'm not sure. I don't have that. My mother doesn't have that. So I don't know about the long-term care insurance, but. For some reason, I believe it is something that gets paid and you get, you know, reimbursed 80 percent of your cost or something. If you have it, I do understand that long term care is expensive, particularly if you wait until you're 50 to get it. It can be as much as I think I did look into it years ago and it was 700 something dollars a month. And I was in my 40s and I was like, Oof, I don't want that. I'll just invest 700 something dollars a month and I have the money in case I need to go into one of these facilities. But in either case, so that is the cost. No private care. I'm sorry, it is private care. No Medicare. And then I also asked about respite care. And so they do have a um, shorter stay that you can do. No shorter than 30 days, but no longer than 60 days. And that would be at a rate of $250 per day. So about $7,500 
per month. And if you do that, there is no community fee, the $3,000 community fee. But um, of course, you know, $7,500 per month. And I know that sounds like quite a bit, but I have to say, I was thinking about it as a option for just um, if I need to take a vacation and my daughter needs to take a vacation that we could test the place, just have a test run really of how my mother would do in the place. And, you know, just to see um, how she would adjust and if it would be something that would work for her. So to try it for four weeks, you know, it sounded Sounded interesting to me. So if that's something that you were thinking about, well, I don't want to put her, my parent or father or mother or loved one in the place full time, but something as a break for yourself, for your family. Those are options as well for you. So I did have questions that I asked between my daughter and I. And so I'll just share with you some of the questions I had. And of course, you can probably go on GU, Google University. And there might be something out there that says questions you should ask a memory care place if you're going to visit. Um, so, you know, you can do your own research, but just putting out what we asked. Do you have to be vaccinated to stay here in this facility? The answer was no. However, you do have to have a negative test within 72 hours of your, you know, being moving in moving in there. I would assume for a short stay as well for a short stay or if you're moving in for your permanent stay. Um, talked about the Medicaid, no, or Medicare. They don't take that. And I asked about if you have to sign a lease and there is, but as long as you give a 30 day notice when you are moving out, that is all that's really required. I asked if you had to have a hospital stay for, you know, couple of months or something, would you still be responsible for paying your $5,500 rent, even though they're not there? And the answer was, you guessed it. Yes, you are still required to pay that. So if your loved one was in the hospital for a couple of months, that $11,000 will still be in their bank account for that couple of Months That is for sure. They also have a shuttle that will take the loved one to doctor's appointments. Um, you know, just that, that questions about that, because I'm thinking I would want to be there for my mother's doctor's appointments. And they said, well, you can't ride on that shuttle because of insurance reasons or what have you. Um, but course, I guess you could meet your loved one at the doctor. And then I asked if, um, you know, I could just come get her and take her. And they said, yep, that would be no problem. Well, my daughter asked an interesting question about whether or not they have a list of approved people who can pick up your loved one and, you know, take them wherever to the doctor, to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas break, whatever. And she said that it was interesting, almost surprised to hear that. She's like, no, we don't have a list of who can or can't come take a person. As if to say, no one really comes and checks on these people. People drop their people off and then we never see family members is the vibe that I was getting. So 
uh, an insightful question from my daughter to the facility. But I guess if you had issues or if there were concerns about your loved one leaving the facility with just anybody, I'm sure you would be able to work out something with the facility to say, hey, this person is approved to come get her. This person is not approved. And I would assume they would allow for that. But just in terms of a regular course of business as a regular security measure, they don't have that. That's not a concern, I guess. And unfortunately, it's probably because the family members don't come and take their people out for different visits or whatever, hanging out with the family, which is not a positive thing, but that is what it is. So that's it, folks. That's about all I wanted to share with you about this visit there. How do I feel about it afterwards? Like that's a possibility. The only barrier or hurdle to the whole thing, of course, is $5,500 a month. My mother doesn't make that much to be able to pay that. So that would be the challenge to find the money for a program or a facility like that. And I did see online there was a home care. I think they might call them group homes. And that was something like $2,800 a month. So I'm going to go look at one of those next to maybe come back and report to you what the smell of that place was like. Until next time, folks. Matthew Johnson, this is Dementia in Black and White. Thank you for listening. Got a lot of options out there. Thank you for choosing this one. And then, of course, take care of your loved one. That's very important. But also, at first, take care of yourself. I'm out.